The Senior Bowl invites and acceptees are starting to roll in. Spencer Rattler, quarterback from South Carolina, he's due for a big week. What can that do for his draft stock? We'll tell you that and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and senior draft analyst. And guys, I got to kick this thing over to my partner in crime, Mr. LSU, uh, 2019 national champion, LSU Bengal Tigers, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez. Yes, you already know the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Man, we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football. And like we always like to say, man, it all starts with the NFL Draft, man. You come to us for draft strategies, draft philosophy, draft prospects, draft boards, mock drafts. Everything draft, come tap in with your guys, man, the dynamic duo over here at the Locked On NFL Draft. I want to say thank you. Shout out to our everydayers, man. And before we get this thing started, man, I know it's going to be a good show. So go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, man. Tap in with your guys every single day. DP, this show, we're talking Spencer Rattler, right? The former number one first well, he was slated to be, right? The, the first round pick, number one pick off of the board, man, transferred to South Carolina. We're going to get into this, man, because he accepted his senior bowl acceptance letter, right? And he's going to go to the senior bowl. Then we have Tavondre Sweat, big 350-pound Tavondre Sweat, man. He accepted his senior bowl invite also. And then Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Yes, y'all going to say finally, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers finally fired Matt Canada, but we believe they have bigger fish to fry in order to fix this office. We're going to get into all of that and more. But DP, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor first? Go download download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Spencer Rattler, guys, you know, like he said, he was a former potential projected. First overall pick. He, he was and just now, to remind no, people, put it in context, right? But for people that haven't been following the draft as long, he was Caleb Williams, right? That yes, can't yep, miss yep. prospect. He was, and he played a year, and people felt like he was Caleb Williams. Like, okay, coming into next year, this guy's going to ball out. He's going to throw for 40, 50 touchdowns. He's going to be the Heisman winner, and then he's going to be the number one overall pick. No, and, and, I, and the crazy thing about it was he was benched and replaced. At Oklahoma by Caleb Williams, right? Oh, wow. that, that, that was the crazy thing about that, Keith. Right? Like, listen, <laughs> I just connected dots here. And then so he transfers to USC, to South Carolina. I know our Trojan fans hate, you know, don't like yeah, that. that the, I wanted to, we had to talk about that, DP. There's only one USC. There's only one USC. I mean, they're both bad, but there's only one USC. So he transferred to South Carolina, and, you know, he's he finished 2022 off on a strong note. And he, he came into this season. He's played good football this year for the most part, right? And when you look at the South Carolina Gamecocks, they're not really void. They're devoid of talent, right, Keith? So him going to Mobile, right, what does that do for him? When you think about it, for me, Keith, I, I look at right, right now, he's over 3,000 yards passing. He has 19 
um, touchdown, passing touchdown, seven interceptions, and he only has one real receiver to throw the ball to, and that's my guy, Xavier Leggett. And he has behind one of the worst offensive lines in college football. I think going down the Mobile and balling out, right, we saw Kenny Pickett, who was a bad QB, turnover prone, just did not look like mm, – he looks like what the what the Pittsburgh Steelers are having right now. He looks like that that what we see now with Kenny Pickett. He looked like that for four years at Pittsburgh at Pitt, the University of Pitt. That final year, he balled out. You know, what I mean, had George, you know, was it Jordan Addison and everything? Goes to the Senior Bowl, he plays. He was okay at the Senior Bowl, but he ends up going first round. Can't Keith? I want to ask you: Do you think that with a strong, I mean, a strong Senior Bowl performance, do you think that could put Spencer Rattler? Towards the back end of the first, like slip on back in the first round. Uh, DP, I don't know if an NFL team is going to be able to sell that to their fan base, right? Because I don't know if the production numbers slash winning, all of it equates, right? And this is not a guy that's going to have one of those, let's see, Anthony Richardson type situations to where there's some like athletic profile that they yeah. can convince fan bases that they're going to buy into. So I don't believe that, but I think what they can convince, if you're, we keep talking about this team, the Minnesota Vikings, right? And you're sitting there, you're Kevin O'Connell, and you're like, hey, you know what? We're going to bring Kirk back for one year, Joshua Dobbs potentially one more year, bring Spencer Rally in there. They can convince that, hey, we're going to spend a second-round pick on this player, and he can be the future of our franchise, but just hold off, let us develop him. So what, what I would kind of continue that question, DP. And I'm going to go into what would I expect from Spencer Rattler. If we talked about him being a potential number one overall pick, we know that the tools are there, right? Yeah. He has talent. He has arm talent. So this is a guy, I, I think he's going to create a whole lot of buzz, to be completely honest, DP. I think he's going to go in there, he's going to handle business, and he's going to remind people of why not only was he supposed to be number one overall pick, but this is a five-star kid that came out, right? We're talking about what is like the QB1 series on Netflix. So this yeah. is a guy that's been on – He's been in a big spotlight for a long time. So none of this is going to, I don't think he's going to like shy from it. I don't think he's going to run from it, right? He accepted the invite, meaning I'm I'm deciding to go. I think he has something to prove. I think he's got some grit from being in his time at South Carolina. I think it, it's kind of formed him as a quarterback. And to be completely honest, DP, I like it, right? I like that he, he's going to be a little bit tough. So yeah, I'm, I'm expecting the senior bowl, DP, for, with Spencer Rattle. I'm expecting him to, to perform well. No, and I, I, I'm I'm expecting the same thing, Keith. I, I think for one, because like you think about what what Jim Nagadam and his staff typically do, they they build good in the trenches. They always have good mm -hmm. offensive line prospects, and that's not something he's used to right now. So you get him out of, out of that situation now. It's like it's almost like how we talk about with the small school prospects. Like, man, you know, he's he's balling at small school. Now he gets to be out here with better, with better talent and be able to showcase himself, right? And it's like, that's the same thing for Spencer Rattler. To go from the devoid of talent that he has at South Carolina and now to go to the Senior Bowl and you're going to have a lot of talent around you, I think it's going to be a good thing for him. But you're going to see the arm talent, right? And, and it's crazy because you think about just what he brings to the table is the arm talent. He can make every throw in the book, right? He's got a legitimate arm and he's mobile, but he's – He's mobile, but a lot of people don't know that he's mobile because he doesn't use his legs a ton. And I will wonder, I, no, of course not at the senior bowl, you won't really see, besides the game, you won't see much of him using his legs like that in practice because they'll be do more in-structure stuff. But like for his draft stock, I think he needs to use his legs more, even just down the back end stretch of the season for the next mm -hmm. couple games. And, and 
I don't know. I think he's somebody that should play in the bowl game, play in the bowl game, right? Then go to the senior bowl and show these teams that for one, you a baller, you're willing to compete, and that you're willing to finish out your final year on top with a strong performance down the stretch. I think the senior bowl could be uh, uh, big for him. Uh, and like I said, I don't think he can get into the first round. I think second round because we talked about we've talked about Will Levis a lot over the past couple of weeks since he became a starter. I've I've watched the tape. I I got both of the, I had both of these teams in my region. I watched the tape of Will Levis. <clears throat> Excuse me. And <clears throat> goodness. And um, I think the big thing for me was when I look at what Spencer Rattler's done this year, he's been more impressive than what Will Levis was last mm-hmm. year. Will Levis God got drafted yeah. off of what, Keith? Tools, treats. Well, Spencer Rattler has tools and treats, but he also has better tape in, in his final year. So, and Will Levis didn't go to the senior bowl last year, right? So I think this will be big for him. Uh, really a chance to maybe, you know, you think we, we talk about QB3, and QB3 might not be in the realm for him, but QB4 I think is definitely open to him. But I'm not even going to knock him out of QB3 either because, again, we know what the senior bowl and the combine and everything else can do for a draft stock if you do it well. Yeah, I agree, DP. You said tools. You said traits. You said take, DP. You know what's coming next? Tavondre Sweat, man. Another T added to that combination, man. We're talking about big T. We're talking about big 350-pound T, man. Uh, Defensive tackle from University of Texas. He accepted his senior bowl invite. Also, we're going to talk about your team needs a run-stopping defensive tackle. This guy is definitely going to be high on their board. We're about to discuss him next, man. Make sure y'all stay tuned. Guys, you shouldn't have to worry when it comes down to buying tickets for your next big event. But if you wait to the last minute, you will be worried and you will stress because at the last moment, you're trying to find the best deals. You're trying to compete with other buyers and you're trying to avoid being scammed and dealing with scalpers, right? But let me tell you about game time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. What do they offer, DP? Well, let me tell you guys. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Their tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area as well as. This is the favorite part, my favorite part. They show the views of all the seats in the venue. So before you purchase your ticket, you know what type of vantage point you will have. Guys, right now on the Game Time app, if you're a big college football fan and you're in the Oregon area, you can see Oregon State versus Oregon this Saturday for as cheap as $161. So what do you need to do? Very simple. All you need to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Big T to Vondre Sweat accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl, Keith. And I know you know you have Texas in your region, and this is a guy that you've watched, and we talked about him a little bit as well, just kind of, you know, in our scouting meetings. But Keith, you talk about him being the big run stuffing, what six six foot plus, three hundred fifty pound defensive tackle. Do you think, like we know that the run stopping is going to be there for him? Do you think he has or he brings enough, um, in terms of from a passer standpoint to to being in a, a potential, not full time three down player, but that he can also play on the third downs, third and longs for a defense? Yeah, so there's enough there, DP, to where. He's not a guy that you have to take out on third downs, right? Obviously, being 350 pounds, if you have a better rusher or, you know, what these NFL teams are doing now, putting their, you know, the Miles Garrett's, the Micah Parsons, the TJ Watts, mm-hmm. right, putting those guys over the center, by no means am I telling you not to do that, right, for Tavondre Sweat. But what I'm saying is Tavondre Sweat is a big boy because 
Third, third and fives are kind of those in-between downs, right? You don't know if you're going to get a draw. You don't know if you're going to get a run play, right? You don't have to take Devondre Sweat off the field just in case you do get a pass because he's a he's a, he's a a pocket collapser, right? I think he's – and I don't even want to call it slow burn, right? But he's a pocket yeah. collapser, and this is a guy that's going to work through your offensive line to get to the quarterback. And when we say 6'3", 250 pounds, you're talking about a, a guy that has – a, a above average first step. You could say there is some first step initial quickness there that when he generates power with 350 pounds, that the, the, the center, the guard, right? That combination of the center and the guard, they have no choice but to go backwards, right? When this guy activates and he's, it, it feels like when he's, I don't, not health is the word, but when his endurance is up, right? When he, when he's has his breath when he's feeling good he's at 100 percent. this guy is going to collapse the pocket so i do feel like he you can draft him as a three down guy now the issue is this dp is is that and that's what i'm excited to see from him at the nfl draft is it's not about the three downs i think he can play three downs but the question is how many snaps will he play so being 300 i think because we've seen we've even seen reports of 300 and like 60 70 pounds right that yeah. that is where you start to get into the fringe area. I feel like for for NFL teams where they start to feel like, hey, is this guy too big? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and your value starts to drop because they're going to start saying, okay, cool, they're 75, 80 snaps in the game. Are you going to play 30? And if you're going to play 30, that means I have to draft another defensive tackle to play another 40 or 50. So am I going to spend a first round pick on that? So I'm looking for a couple of things, DP. I want to see what 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 weight does he come in at. And then how does he handle those one-on-one drills? And then how is he built, right? Is this a good sturdy 350? Is this a, hey, this guy can definitely trim off 40, 50 pounds? How is his eating habits? All of those are going to be questions for the boundaries. What? No, 100%, Keith. And, you know, I, when I, was, I remember when I was watching him, I was like, man, you know, third downs and, you know, nickel dime package. Like, how would I use him? And I think about, I think it's the, uh, the dime, you know, kind of – Four one six, I think, is the the, the defensive uh, alignment where you got like kind of the three edge rushes on the field. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you got him as the only like true defensive lineman. You got a lot of stand up, you know, athletic rushers, and you allow him to kind of collapse and push the center backwards. Those other guys can get one on ones, stuff like that, and you can kind of get creative with how you rush them. But I agree with you that the name that keep kept popping up in my mind was Mozzie Smith. From Michigan from last year, right? Okay. Really good as a run. I think Mozzie's probably a little quicker off the ball in terms of quick twitch and a little bit more explosive. But Mozzie wasn't with his hands. I think Tavondre's better in terms of using his hands to dislodge and, and get free from, you know, and, and deconstruct blocks to quick because he's got like a quick little double swipe inside the club with the long arm over. Like he's a heavy handed dude. So it's like, you know, but I think to your point, we think about even with Jordan Davis, right? What was the big concern with Jordan was, all right, how many snaps are we going to play? You You know what I mean? Because he was, what, three, I think he was like 360 in college. And then by the time he got to the, to the combine, he was like 340. And then that's when you see the four seven. You see him, you know, just being an unreal specimen. So I think that's going to be a big thing. Uh, I would love, for, you know, down at the senior bowl, Keith, I think what's going to really help him. I want to see him in those one-on-ones. Right, because that's where that's really where you get to shine. You know, when you're when you're a defensive lineman, if you can go out there and create quick pressure and one on ones and get into the backfield at the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy does a great shout out to Nagy and that staff. They and whoever they bring in is from coaching, whether it's the NFL teams, you know, the actual head coaches or the assistant coaches, whatever they do, whoever whoever is coaching there, they do just a really good job of setting these players up 
to give them advantage opportunities to shine. And I think Tavondre Sweat and one-on-ones against these centers and guards and different things like that, if he can win, he'll appeal to teams. And I think teams that have like that deep um, defensive line rotation, a lot of the, I mean, I don't think he needs to go there, but the Philadelphia Eagles, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't think they need it anymore, but who knows, right? Fletcher Cox about to retire. They might want to go ahead and get another one, right? But I think teams like that, where it's like we have a surplus, we don't have to play you 60 snaps, right? And to your point, hey, we don't even have to draft another guy. We could play you 35, maybe 40, and then we could just rotate you out, keep your legs fresh, keep you winded, and, and keep you really ready to go because with his power, man, it could be overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, in the comps for for Tavondre Sweat, right, with those big guys, everybody's going to obviously think about, remember Mount Cody from Alabama, right, where that was like 2009-ish, 2010. Man, that was like a yeah, that, that was a throwback. But, I mean, of recent times, right, you're going to think about Vita Veas and your Apu Aikas and, like you say, your Jordan Davises. And I, I think sometimes, DP, that the NFL, they try things, and then it's it's a very monkey-see, monkey-do type situation in the sense of the fact that if you have instant success, other NFL teams are going to replicate that. And if you do something that's kind of off of the beaten path and it's not successful, NFL teams are going to shy away from that and – my point is this, that with Jordan Davis, he's probably the last case study that went extremely high with obviously the weight stuff and how many snaps. Mm-hmm. And it's safe to say, right, that Jalen Carter has been exponentially more impactful than what Jordan Davis has. So I'm going to be directly looking towards that to be able to determine how is the NFL going to, you know, I guess kind of roll with Tavondre Sweat. And then on top of that, that was what Jordan Davis, what, running a 4-7 and having probably the most impressive combine right. um, of, of every player, right? If Tavondre Sweat runs a normal 5-2, right, which is fine at 360 pounds, right? There's some 200-pound people that run 5-2s. But it just won't be perceived the same. The momentum won't be the same. The expectation for upside won't be the same. So that's what I'll be looking for, DP, with Devondre Sweat. And we'll, we'll just see how it's going. I'm excited that he's going. I'm excited to get eyes on him, you know, hopefully be on the sideline, be able to watch him. You guys know over here at Locked On NFL Draft, we're going to give you all the information that we have, right? And we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to tell you the details of what we've seen. We will be on the sideline, be able to check that out. But DP, man, we keep this thing going, man. And Pittsburgh still, as I hinted at the beginning of the show, we are getting into this Matt Canada situation because while Matt Canada is gone, we're looking at this roster. And the Pittsburgh Steelers need to be at the senior bowl looking for some offensive weapons. We're going to get into that statement coming up next. The Locked Up NFL Draft has been brought to you by Prize Picks. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Guys, with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports and leagues. For example, Kevin Durant and George Kittle at a 10-and-a-half combo of three-pointers and receptions made. Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app uh, to view 
entries for some of from some of the biggest names in the prospects community each and every week. This week on prospects, Jameer Gibbs for over 78 and a half rush yards and reception yards. I'm taking the over on that. So all you got to do, guys, is very simple. Go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Happy Thanksgiving, Pittsburgh Steelers. You got rid of Matt Canada, and I know a lot of you guys are happy about it. What's the impact, though? The impact of firing the OC, right? We just saw it with the Buffalo Bills, Keith. You know, they fired Ken Dorsey. Joe Brady takes over, and the offense looks much better in the passing game, better concepts, everything like that. And now with Matt Canada gone, like you said, Keith, he, was, he wasn't the fall guy because he, 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 was, he was genuinely a bad OC. But they have some other issues on their team that they have to figure out. And I think with the impact of this firing that first comes to my mind, Keith, is getting rid of him now puts onus on the players. So for everybody that's left, the players that are on that's in the starting offense, whether it's Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, right? Got Calvin Austin, who you drafted with the 2022 NFL draft that you, you haven't figured out how to use him in the passing offense. And ultimately, Keith, Kenny Pickett, everybody, all these young players, all of you guys are under the spotlight now because now if you go through the rest of the season and you still have these lows, you still have these droughts, right? Like your offense is like the Sahara desert. You might get rain every once in a while, but it's still dry as all get out. If that is the case and your offense isn't producing, there's going to have to be some wholesale changes to the offense. And it's not just going to be the coaching staff. Yeah. DP, I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is they're they're individually they're, they're they're the opposite of the phrase of the, the the sum is greater than the the parts right i think they're the opposite i think the parts are greater than the sum like individually george pickens is a good football player deontay johnson individually is a good football player Najee harris individually is a good football player right we've seen some high moments from kenny pickett but you know, I, I just don't think even jalen warren individually is a good football player right but they don't fit together from a scheme perspective, in my opinion, DP, what, what George Pickens does does not necessarily equate to the same offense that would thrive for Deontay Johnson, right? What mm-hmm. Najee Harris does does not equate to what these receivers do, right? Or how you want to use him in this kind of ground and pound situation that was not him at Alabama, right? And then you talk about this offensive line. This offensive line is kind of just a a makeshift they're not a, a or a road grading offensive line to be able to create holes get things to the second and third level so while you want to use Najee Harris you're using them in the wrong way while you want to you know kind of activate George Pickens is this passing scheme or is, is this do they complement each other well and, and that's what we talk about with complementary pieces and you look at teams that have done well right you talk about the, the offensive scheme with AJ Brown and then Devontae Smith you can say that that's complementary pieces right like and you can go down the board right back when the Cowboys had Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb that was complementary pieces um you know you could just continue to go down offenses that have but even with Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, right, that is proving early to be complimentary pieces. T. Higgins, Jamar, Jamar Chase, complimentary pieces, right? I don't think that these pieces fit. So what I think is, is that they need, they're, they're very good in what they do, but it's so specific in usage. I think they need to go get more well-rounded players. And I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's what I see the problem is. It's, it's not when you call a play, you're calling a play for one specific player, 
But even if we go through the progressions, that doesn't necessarily work for the other players. So if my option or the main option is not open, that doesn't work for anybody else. Well, this play call doesn't work for anybody else except for the who's the play who who's the play that the player is called for. No, I agree with you, Keith. Because I mean, it, it's crazy because you look at it and it's like, all right, what what's, what's one to me? One of the main things <clears throat> that they're missing, they don't have a true deep threat. You know, I mean? Calvin no, Austin no. could be that, right? But like, he's gonna be that more so from like a reduced split slot role where you're talking about. The, the bang eight, the pull, the skinny pulls from the slot, stuff like that. They don't have that true take the top off guy from the outside. I don't think that's George Pickens. He's more of a comeback route, you know, in breaking route, contested catch type of receiver. He doesn't separate the best. Deontay Johnson is a really good separator, but Keith, I don't know how you feel. I think you can, I think Deontay Johnson, while he can play outside, I think if you put him more in the inside, he would absolutely cook as a, as a, predominant slot receiver because his routes and his quickness and everything yeah. else change the direction. You put him in there where a two-way goal, he can really do some things for you instead of putting him outside and having guys strong arm him to the sideline and essentially trying to take him out of the progression. They, to your point, they don't mesh well together. They don't, their skill sets don't help one another. So it's like, okay, can you take pressure off of him? Can he take pressure off of you? And it's like, mm, Sometimes, maybe, right. you know what I mean? And it's like, that's not the answer I want for my offense. I need that to be perfect. Like, yes, every time, like, yeah, I can take T Higgins and Jamar Chase are going to take pressure off each other and then free up Tyler Boyd. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And, and no, and to that point, DP, even with Najee Harris, right? Najee Harris yeah. is a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, right? So, what would be fun? Motion Najee Harris out of the backfield, line up in, in slot, right? Let him do some different things. But, like you said, then that's taken away from what Deontay Johnson does best, right? And then you even look at this, just look at this holistically. I'm not saying that they aren't good football players, but when yeah. you ask yourself in, in, the, in the big scheme of, and that's what NFL teams and I'm going to ask Steelers fans to do it, right? You take Deontay Johnson, you take George Pickens. Rank them amongst the NFL players. Now, ask me if they are wide receiver ones. That that would be my thing, right? And and, and so this goes back to the draft conversation. That like I'm like if you really think like George Pickens, I like him, good for the Steelers. But where does he rank amongst all of the NFL wide receivers, right? Deontay Johnson, I like him, but where does he rank amongst all of the NFL wide receivers? And you're going to have a variance of of of, of questions slash answers of you know, where those guys ranks. And that goes back to the draft. And that's why this is the draft podcast. I think the Steelers should still be looking for offensive linemen and receivers. In my latest mock draft, DP, I mock Xavier Leggett to them. Like, if this guy falls to the 20s, take him. They are, this is a deep offensive tackle class. You can get another offensive tackle, right? Take Xavier Leggett because he looks to be that complete piece, a guy that I can let run underneath routes, he can run intermediate routes, and he can push vertical to your point, DP, a guy that can take the top off of the offense. It's somebody like that that, that this offense is still missing in order to kind of truly evaluate them. No, I mean, you know, Xavier Leggett, you know, Troy Franklin, man, you know, Ted, you know, uh, Tez Walker from, from North Carolina, if they wanted to wait to day two, right? You know, there, there's, there's multiple receivers that they can – Grab that will be that could like I said could take the top off. I think Xavier Leggett could potentially be that type of like one A one B with George Pickens, but like you said, they don't have a true number one in in, my, in our opinion right now. So now the Pittsburgh Steelers, they listen. Matt Canada firing him was the right decision. It was the right move. 
but there's still other things that need to be ironed out, some other things that need to be fixed. And the last thing is, do we have the right quarterback? But we, again, that's going to be a conversation mm-hmm. for a totally different day. <laughs> there we go. We are going to save that. Que- we're going to save that question, save that answer. We're going to table that, man. But I want to take the time right now, man, to say shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in to our podcast each and every single day, man. You are why we do this. We do this for y'all, man. And you know what we like to say, man. Y'all talk to us because we like to talk back, man. You can find me on X at the Talent Code. You can find DP Damon Parson on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we say, what? Y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everyday as man. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.